This time loop thing. How did you get out of it? I simply boosted the circuits and broke free. You came back of your own accord? Well, I... Doctor? No. No, I'm afraid not. Now, obviously, the Time Lords have programmed the TARDIS always to return to Earth. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo-yo. Galactic Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions with the world, and I have to deal with them. I'm your host, Molly Marsh, and I'm going to express my apologies again. Uh, this week's episode is going out a little later than I'd ideally like. Um, the reason being that yesterday evening I had to go to a fancy corporate dinner uh, with work. Um, I drank lots of white wine. And now I feel very tired. But the podcast stops for no one. So I'm uh, on my way home now and I'm going to... uh, I'm going to be faced with the almighty task of editing this week's conversation with David Chibakubaku, which was filled with filth, uh, as it's going to take me absolutely ages. Um, We had a chat about Fugitive of the Jadoon, um, the landmark multi-doctor story that nobody was expecting, spoiler alert. Um... It was amazing to talk about it with David. Uh, There were theories. We uh, speculated as to what this might mean for the rest of the season. Uh, It was so, so exciting. Um, And I'm actually kind of thrilled by Series 12 so far. Touch wood, of course. Um, Anyway, that's enough waffling uh, for this week. Um, Without further ado, here is my conversation with David Chipakupaku. There we go. So Diet Coke's open, the podcast is beginning. I'm here with David Chibakabaku. Hello. Hello. Hiya. Okay, uh, so we're here to talk about something that happened last night. And we've just been talking about um, something that our friend Beth said, which is that she feels like she's got a Doctor Who hangover. Doctor Who hangover and Doctor Who whiplash. Yeah, that's how I feel. I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't con- concentrate at all in the workplace today. Uh, it's quite difficult. Last night was seismic, wasn't it? I, I'm not going to lie. You messaged me, I think, was was it Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, at some point in the middle of last week. Yeah, and said, can you come and talk to, talk to me about Fugitive of the Jadoon? And at that point, obviously, I had no idea as to what was going to be coming in this episode. And mm. I thought, okay, this is going to be... I'm going to interrupt you there. Yes. And I'm going to... S- I never say this normally because I just... I usually do not want to insult the intelligence of my listeners. <laughs> However, it, it, this is a spoilerific conversation oh, yeah right okay do carry on if you've not watched it first of all what are you doing i know i mean i shouldn't <laughs> look it it's your you know stu- by it's now your own stupid fault isn't it if you're still here so anyway you know the rules um yes you messaged me middle of last week and said can you come and talk about fugitives of the jadoon and i thought yes 100 percent, because this is going to be a fun romp <laughs> filled with jadoon like and it, it kind of weirdly was a fun oh romp. yeah fully 
but I just thought it was going to be like a really nice, like reminiscent episode of like the Jadoon being Jaduni wandering around in their in their kind of um, police kits with their guns, pointing at people and shouting. Um, I don't I don't know why that sounds like the start of a Barry White song. Maho. <laughs> um and I just thought it'd be filled with lots of ten references and I thought it would be just, you know, a nice throwback episode of Doctor Who. But oh my goodness. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right off the back. This is one of the greatest episodes of New Who. And I, I, I It's a big statement. I, it is a big statement, and I know it's a big statement. I know it's a swing, but I just think there is something about this episode that I'm going to pour over again and again and again for references. Because oh, I mean, we'll remember it forever. This, right? is, this is like this is this is such. Uh, you know, I really love this season. Does uh, my initial thought like like what you yes. just said? My initial thought is that I I've been kind of worried all day because I don't feel like I can critique it. Because it's uh, because it's filled with so much intrigue, yes, and you don't know. And obviously, it's stuff that I mean, hopefully, is going to be paid off somehow later in the season. But will it? Well, yeah. Oh, but it's they're clearly not just leaving those ideas there. Oh no. So it, it's quite hard. It's like trying to judge, um, you know, something like uh, the Impossible Astronaut, two part from series six. Like um, brief moment where I forgot where that was from. I was like. It, it, but <laughs> it's like, but it's like trying to judge that, and without knowing what the payoff is, it's quite. It, I mean, it, but even more so. Yes, it's like I don't. You know, they might do things. Chris might do things with these ideas that I absolutely hate, and then that'll change how I feel about this one. At the moment, mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. Yes, in in the moment, we both really love this, and I think the trajectory of kind of where this series is going fills me with a lot of promise and a lot of hope. I think that one thing I really loved about um I know series 11 gets a lot of flack whether that's right or not, you know, time will tell. Um but series 11 gets a lot of flack because people kind of go this was really boring. And I, in re- in retrospect, looking back at series 11 I kind of go this was a good a really good stepping on point for everyone this kind of just let laid the the foundations of what doctor who is and now that we're in series 12 chris has just kind of gone right let's ramp this can i, can I swear yeah let's ramp this shit up to 12 or yeah. 13 <laughs> yeah see one of my things is that you get you we've had a lot of people saying over the last few weeks oh my god like chris chibnall is needs to find a balance he's going from like zero to 100 like last year he had no returning like things and this mm-hmm. year there's everything but i actually think rather than rather than sort of confused flip-flopping that's more that's his game plan right yeah oh fully i think there's something really interesting that he said in an interview where he said i don't i don't read or listen to any critiques of what people say about the series which i find really interesting i know you're listening chris we, we know, we i know, know you're you listening this. we know you're listening barbara um, uh, you know, because from I- if that's true, watching this series, 
it just feels it just feels kind of insane. It's not true. He's my top listener on SoundCloud. Is he actually? Mm. Is he that one solo <laughs> listener that listens in North Korea? No, he's not. I'm just, just uh, that's a bit sad. <laughs> you know that Radio One have like a solo listener, of a solo watch of their YouTube channel in North Korea. In North that's Korea, it's like made their way around. Uh, I don't know how, but like, so on YouTube. Oh well, it's Kim Young Un, right? Well, exactly. <laughs> but it, it it most definitely is. Like, who so else is it going to be? Well, who el- yeah, exactly. Who else is it going to be? Maybe someone at the British Embassy, if if they have an embassy there. But I think yeah. But even there, they would use they would surely use a VPN. Well, exactly. Someone um, I can't, oh. can't remember who it was. I think it probably was Scott Mills was looking at stats for Innuendo Bingo and was like, oh, so we've got one listener and one watcher in <laughs> in North Korea. So that it's is obviously Kim Jong Un. Anyway, that's this is a diversion. Um, I just find I just find it bizarre that Chris has said I don't listen to any critiques and this is the outcome this is what this is the series that we've got because this series feels like it's been made by someone who watched last series and went there's not been enough returning monsters there's no returning characters let's let's give Yaz more to do let's give let's give our companions more stuff to do apart from Ryan not Ryan and Graham um it, it, it feels like this would be a series that Chris. Uh, am I making sense? That no, you're totally making sense. It feels like it feels like an. He's uh, listened to critiques. Yeah, it feels like an intentional response to fan critique. But maybe that's our own arrogance. And actually, maybe he's just. I mean, he just knows. I mean, if you've ever created anything, what you'll know is that um, often people people critique your work, mm-hmm. and you can almost speak along with what they're saying because you know what the what the issues are with your work anyway. Mm. So maybe it's a case of Chris kind of finishing the season because he's not really an auteur. Like, a lot goes into making that season. Finishing the season, watching it, and thinking, okay, there's some stuff I need to change and some stuff I need to fix here. And, like, he's a... I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. He's a talented guy. Yeah. He's not He's not going to... Like, he's not an idiot. So maybe he's just kind of... It, it, we're not giving him enough credit for, for knowing what the issues are and, 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 and solving them. To be fair... We know that this has been planted since the very beginning. Like this, this storyline that we have going on right now mm. has been. We we have known about it since the Ghost Monument. We've known about it since episode two of series eleven. Well, so Pencil the Bandit and I had a conversation uh-huh. about this last week Lovely, because yeah. he pointed out the whole, the fact that in the in the Ghost Monument, yes, the, yeah. the what the what's that cloth called? Um, uh, the, the, the cloth. The cloth refers to the timeless child. <laughs> the cloth. And my theory is that actually. It, that was not in the original cut and that Chris Chibnall, while writing the beginnings of series 12, they were they were putting the edit together of Ghost Monument and he went, oh, I can do this. And he, because the guy who voiced the, the, the towels... Ian Glenn. Is, is, it, is it Ian Glenn he's is called? It, is it Ian Glenn? I don't know. I've but that he, he's, he's a bald fella. Yes. And he's coming, he's in the season yeah. later. So I think he's gone, he's got this character played by this bald fella and he's gone... Oh, I can I can record some dialogue with him, uh, saying stuff about the timeless child and plant it earlier to give the illusion that I've. I don't know. That seems more likely. I, that's not even me saying. Oh, I don't think he's good enough to plan it. Like it just makes sense to me because it was because it's like a bit of narration. Do you know what I mean? And because it's actually yeah. cast as the same guy, like it seems like an afterthought. I I don't know about that. Only because the kind of the kind of reaction shots that were filmed mm. that d- it just just from the look of it 
from what I remember of the episode, I've not watched it. Actually, I've probably watched it, watched it quite recently. Um, if I remember correctly, the kind of reactions that 13 has, and the kind of her looking around and being like, what are they talking about? This is really weird. Oh my goodness, what is a title? That, that to me kind of suggests that it was there all along, but you might oh, be I right. I think the original dialogue, they were just going, you're a little bitch, you're a little bitch. That's what they, that's what they were saying. <laughs> that is were they played the, by were the they played by fans week on Twitter? That I've made that gag in some you're form. So maybe I'm gonna have to make that gag every single week now. Um okay. You know what? We're gonna cut oh, to the chase. Also, oh, really sorry. quickly, um how much of the, I wanna know, how much do you think of this was written by Vinay Patel? Um and I can't remember the name of the of the person who directed this, but she's done an amazing Lee job on this. Manzor? That's correct. Menzel? Menzel. I can't quite that's really good about me. Need something anyway. Um, the, 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 I, I just want to give a, a shout out to her because this was directed really beautifully. Yeah, it was done really well. And um, I, again, I don't know how much Vinay wrote and how much Chris wrote. So I, I get the impression that Vinay wrote the um, wrote the Jadoon stuff. Right. And this is just me speculating though. And Chris, and Chris Chibnall's put the arc stuff in. Right. In the same way that like, you know, I imagine that Sarah Dollard wrote all the Trap, st- trap Street stuff in Face the Raven, and mm-hmm. Stephen wrote all the stuff at the end with the Shielder. Right, yes. Like, I get the... Do you know what I mean? It feels yes. like the arc stuff has been put in, but, but there's quite a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, maybe maybe they were just bouncing off each other a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. But, uh, yeah, whoever wrote the majority of it, or, you know, wh- however, however it worked, it worked really well, and the two of them... It, it wrote a, a stonker really of an episode well. together. Because even before, like, shit hit the fan in mm-hmm. any way, I was like, this is good. Yes. Like, this dialogue is better than anything we've had in weeks. Like, yep. this dialogue is really good. So all I can think is that dialogue is not Chris Chibnall's strength. Mm. And that actually some of that is Vinay Patel coming in and working a bit of his magic. He works for bathrooms for you, for God's sake. Well, exactly. Little gems like that, you never oh, really, you never really get that Stroud. with Chris Chibnall. You, do you know what I mean? Yes. It, even uh, All Ears Allen, all that stuff was mm. so great. Um, I, d- I, I, yeah. I'm just kind of thinking that some of the stuff that, the, the reason that Jack feels so natural, mm. you know, we'll get deeper into this, but yes, in case you haven't listened and haven't watched the episode, Captain Jack Harkness is back. And also you're a fucking idiot if you're yeah. still listening. <laughs> Why are you here? Um, the reason that Jack works so well, obviously, is because Chris wrote for Torchwood so often. Yeah, I also think Jack's quite an... Also, not to discredit Chris Chibnall, I think Jack's also quite an easy character to get a, get a grip yes. on. He's, he's like... Something smart. Something Jack, sexual. Yeah. You, you instantly know who Jack is. Yeah. I like that. It's like he'd never been away. Okay, we're we're getting to the episode. What I would like is... Oh, yes. So David's brought some notes with him. I brought notes. Let's just run through them. Yes. Are they going to be good, like, conversation starters, do you think? It's just... it's The majority of stuff is things I just kind of noticed. And they're small, little details. Let's do that because it'll it'll lead us on to a wider discussion, surely. um, I've not got the whole episode down, Uh but... I think that's the t- okay. I that's mean, the fine. ending's huge, right? Yeah. By the time I got to where I got to, we're at the point where they're at the lighthouse, and I think we can riff off that. We can riff off that ourselves. big time, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um. Obviously, this episode reminded me of human uh, of Family of Blood. Yeah. Yeah. For obvious reasons. 
And I just like the small, th- I really like the small things of right at the start of the episode, like the first shot um, is of a clock, of a watch. And the yeah, seconds so go, I, go I, so I slowly. I watched it um, last night mm-hmm. um, twice. So I watched yes. it the first time not knowing, then I watched it again with all the secrets in my head. Yes. And I noticed, I was like, oh my God, the first, like there's so many things you're like, oh my God, how did I not? Yeah, not see this. There's like the TARDIS windows behind her. Yep. In her house. There's like the hexagonal yes. mirror. <laughs> there's like loads of little so things. So many small things. Um, it, but it's like, yeah. it's, I don't know if you remember um, in Sherlock series four, the series we don't often talk about. Cause, mm. um, no, we don't we talk, don't about, talk about that. Um, you know why we don't talk about um, Sherlock se- series four, actually? And this is completely derailing the conversation. But yep. we don't talk about it because it proves everybody else right when they when they criticize Stephen Moffat. Yeah. So uh, and and like <laughs> my my arguments about why Stephen Moffat is the greatest writer to ever ever lived completely shattered. See, Sherlock series once four. Once you take series, Sherlock series four into account. So for the purposes of of any episode of this podcast, that didn't happen. I don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Sherlock has only got three seasons. Do carry on. Do I will carry on. Um, I can't remember the name of the actor, but she's very good. Um, and sh- the fact that she appears in the first two episodes and we don't notice her because she plays mm. minor characters. So she's the woman that fo- that John falls kind of like. Yeah, has you know what? To its credit, that is that is a really good twist. Really, it, it worked really, really well. good. Yeah. Um, but it was exactly like that in that when you watch it again, you're like. How did how I not, did we not see this? Yeah. How do we not see this over and over again? Uh, I think I think less so because we weren't looking. I guess both times we weren't looking for anything. But no, yeah. I mean, when I was just rewatching it, I was like, yeah. I don't know, we'll see all the little bits. I was like, yeah, the heck's that? I there. think it helped actually on, on in both those instances, the Sherlock, the Sherlock one and the and the Doctor Who one, mm-hmm. that um, Joe. Neither of those actors are, are like particularly famous, famous people. Yes. Joe Martin, I'd never heard of before. No, and I feel really glad that I do know who she is now. Yeah, I mean, she was amazing. This Phenomenal. Is, this is not a criticism of Joe Martin in mm-hmm. any way, but she's not a household name. Mm-hmm. I think if it had been like a big... Do you know, If I, I feel like if they'd been like, you know, we've cast Phoebe Waller-Bridge in a guest role, yeah. I'd be like... If it'd been a oh, Lenny Henry. That's going to... Oh, yeah, someone yeah. like that. I'd be like, oh, that's going to be someone of note. Yes. And then I'd have been kind of looking for stuff more maybe. Mm-hmm. And But because it was just like, it seemed like an ordinary guest character. Yeah. I was that like, really oh helps, I think. Like, she's going to be, like, see the universe and maybe she's going to, like, you know... I li- yeah, I liked shot, her character like, straight away. Scared. I was, yeah, I, instantly I was like, oh my goodness, I love her. She's mm. great. She's really mm. lovely. Um, Talking, I want to talk a little bit about Lee. Yeah, let's talk about Lee. I wanted more of Lee. I want to have more of Lee. I want to see Lee come back. So when we when we first watch Lee, the shots that they do, it's kind of like, Lee's bad. Yeah, Lee's yeah, got something yeah, really yeah. creepy yeah, yeah. about him. And then when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is Martha. This is Martha yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, in the family of, family of, of blood. Human nature, yeah. This is like, this is a companion who really cares about their doctor and really what and just just wants to look out for them and doesn't really know what to do and it's like it's the same with like martha had little things that she kind of like she kept going to visit the tardis in the same way that lee kept his service medal Mm. and it's just kind of like oh this is so good this is such a nice throwback do we we think he's actually a human oh no he's, he's, he's a time lord isn't he right so we think he's a time lord because he says he says like humans yeah so he says humans in a throwaway throwaway line yeah and then 
when Gat comes, who also was played brilliantly. I loved Gat. Yeah, she's off um, of um, the Good Place. Yeah, so she is. Yeah, um, is she? Yeah, she's um, she's uh, Jamila Jamil's sister in the Good Place. There's another thing that she's in. Oh, there's another thing. That Podcast gold, there's another. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look this up later. Anyway, when Gat comes to um, fulfill her contract or whatever, whatever she's doing, mm. um, she says we both have the same training. She does so, say that, yeah. But but I thought at that point she thought he was the doctor, and that's why she was saying that. Have I misunderstood? No, because then she goes. She asks Jadun to scan him, mm. and they say, "The Jadun guard." She goes, "This is this is the th- this is not the fugitive, right?" And she's like, I, "Yeah, exactly." I, I thought she noticed that faithful they companion didn't have the same training. Do you know when she said like oh, we both got the same training? I was like, and then she's a bit like, "Oh, was I just wrong about this?" No, because she she goes after she shoots him. Yeah, it's faithful after, companion, yeah. and so I so. I'm pretty certain that Lee's Time Lord of right. some description and was sent to look after the Doctor. Got you. For whatever reason. Whatever so reason. he's also been chameleon arched but knows he's a Time Lord. No, no, he knows that he's a Time Lord, but yeah. Oh. Because he's he was scanned and he's human, right? He seemed human. <sighs> Unless he's... But th- he may so have been chameleon arched but knows who he is. Knows who he is. That's yeah. a possibility, right? Yes. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Because he knows to tell the Doctor break the glass and... Yeah. Follow the light, break the glass. Follow the light, break the glass. <laughs> Follow the light, break the glass. Yeah, he he. That's like a that's like a whisper track on like a Kate Bush album. Follow the light, break the glass. Follow <laughs> the light, break the glass. Follow the light, break the glass. And then she's got like some soaring vocals over it and some strings or some whatever. What do Doctor Who uh, series twelve and a Kate Bush album have in common? Go on, tell me. They both feature Stephen Fry. What? There's that um, Kate Bush album where called Fifty Words for Snow, uh-huh. where there's a track where Stephen Fry just lists all of the Inuit words for snow. <laughs> now I need to listen to that. Yeah, it's really weird. <gasps> I love Kate Bush. I wish she was just come out of whatever hovel she's in and just kind of like. She didn't. She tore a couple of. Right, we need to get back. Sorry. On track. Yes. How are we getting off track with because this it's episode? Kate Bush. Right. Um. You um, had more stuff. What else did I say? Oh. Um. So little things that I notice when she walks to the when when she's walking to the to work, she says hello to the dog. First of all, I want more dog content content in Doctor Who. I want a return of K nine. This is mm-hmm. what this is th- when you're watching it back. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's thinking of K nine. <laughs> Instinctively, <laughs> she's not met K nine. Surely. Oh wait, no, she's not. Well, it depends well, we'll come to that. We'll come to that later. Um. Anyway, I just thought this is this is. This has got to be the Doctor loving K9. I want more dogs in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I want more pets in Doctor Who. Remember that r- random, random um, theory, rumour that was going around that 13 was going to have a cat that lived on board the TARDIS? Do you remember that? I'd like that. I would like that. I would like 13 to be a mad cat lady, but then that also seems a bit stereotypical. Ruth Clayson, which is her name. Mm. The Doctor's false name. Yeah. The word Clayton... This is another detour. The word Clayton. Do you remember that episode of Alan Partridge where they go to the old house? Yes. And they and he takes Sonia and they pretend to have... They pretend they're in Bono's house. Pretend they're in Bono's where house. Where is this going, David? <laughs> house Adam Clayton. 
Adam Clayton is fine. <laughs> is that <laughs> is that your comment there? Yeah, that's my comment. That's it. That's let's the quality. Move, right, let's move the fuck on. That's the quality content you came here for. Um, I want more vortex shots. These are all just like little things that I'm that I'm picking up. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I want more. I, vortex I think the shots. vortex has never looked better, right? It is incredibly sexy. Mm-hmm. I don't say that about many things, but it's just it's just incredibly sexy. I just really love it. Give me the next thing. Um, I want to talk about Marcia. What is it about killing all people in yeah, this that series? Yeah, made me uncomfortable. Betty! I, I, it actually upset me quite a lot when she got zapped. Yeah, uh, like, and her knitting that took her nine weeks. How does it take nine weeks to knit a small square of... Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, she needs to She needs to find a new hobby, doesn't she? She needs to hurry up. Um, and also, I think there's something suspicious about her. I think she's coming back for the finale. Do you? <laughs> no. Oh. I wish she would. Um, like, it's, it's small things like the, the cake... The you can do better cake. Yeah, so funny. I, I just... <laughs> like, this is what I mean. Like, without the... Because afterwards, for a second, I was like, okay, is like is this writing team just throwing loads of crap at me to make me think I like the story? Yes. Just because it's, like, really shocking. But mm-hmm. then I thought back to how I was feeling, like I said, like, before the shit hit the fan. And I was like, no, this is, like, quality telly. Yes. It's, it's the little things like that that I was already enjoying. And I would have enjoyed this so much, even if it had just been Jadoon stuff for the rest of the episode. Yeah. That was what was so amazing about it. And this, just, again, the small lines of, you know, Lee, you're from Stroud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Works for bathrooms for you, for God's sake. <laughs> just just all the little things. Just but but even it. when they kept being like, the whole of Gloucester is at stake. Like, that cracked me up. Yes. Like, Gloucester's so shit. Like, it's wow. <laughs> really funny. And you visited like, all the cities in I the haven't. UK. I visited, I visited about a third of the cities in the UK, but Gloucester is one of them. Look, it's fine, but it's it's it was amusing to have that as the site of a sci-fi adventure. Did you not know that Gloucester Cathedral was the home of the coronation of Henry III? I do now. I, I, look, I've been in there. It's and lovely. parts of Harry Potter were filmed It's really in lovely in there. Justice for Gloucester, to be honest. I've been to Gloucester um, Museum. What's uh, in Gloucester Museum? Weird. It's weird. Um, so you know, a lot most. I don't know if you've been to many city museums, but I've been to a few. It'll often be like the story of the city. Yes, and it'll either start in like um, prehistoric, uh, with, with like prehistoric man, mm-hmm. or sometimes Move very rarely it will start with with like pre man, like dinosaurs. Dinosaurs lived in Gloucester. So they had, well, no, obviously they didn't, but they had some dinosaurs there, and they had like these um, big, uh, sort of not life size, but but large dinosaur mm-hmm. models. But they they obviously ordered too many of them. So <laughs> as the museum went on, there were dinosaurs throughout. So you'd go further on, and there was like a Victorian bit with like loads of grandfather clocks, and then just like a Stegosaurus in the middle of it. Then there was like a bit about the war. With like, <laughs> with like a triceratops there. Uh, it was good. That would make it like a really good spot the dinosaurs. Tell us all. Like, that would make a good like kids activity yeah, sheet to go around. Yeah, it would be actually. They, they should do that if they haven't already. I just love the fact that like in a, in a display about what would be an air raid shelter, you've just got a massive triceratops. <laughs> it was literally like that. Just sitting there being yeah, like, right, like um, I really love the lines that were given to the companions this episode. I just, I just, I felt like they've not been particularly, particularly Yaz and Graham haven't been utilised as much as they 
should be. I loved all the stuff with Yaz um, and the rule, uh, rule liaison. twelve. <laughs> yeah, liaison officer Khan, and uh, yeah, I loved all that back and forth. When when Jody's yep. saying um, it, uh, a Jadoon, a platoon of Jadoon near a lagoon. It's more of a canal. It's more of a canal. I, it's like it was so. Um, I watched it with my girlfriend last night, who's not who regular listeners will, listeners will know is not a big Doctor Who fan. Mm-hmm. She hadn't seen any of them since Spy Four. Yeah. And she, at that point, when he has said, it's more of a canal, she went, oh, that's Doctor Who. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that feels good to hear you say that. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Because sometimes I think that and I don't know if I'm just if I'm just playing myself. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, hearing her say, she wouldn't lie about it. Like hearing her say that was nice. I also think um, Ryan got a lot better lines I'm glad that Ryan got the lines that he did. Um, and it feels like he's getting a lot more for a particular reason. See the Radio Times article a few days ago about him being cast in a big new US drama. Um, I mean, you might, you might cut this, you might keep this, and I don't know. It feels like it's being he's being set up. They're gearing him up to exit? They're gearing him up, particularly with that line of like in the TARDIS, him being like, is this just going to be our lives? Yeah, I mean, I thought that when I saw it, but I was, it would, I think it would feel weird with this team because they joined all together. It would feel weird to lose one of them, wouldn't it? I, I, I think I wouldn't mind a a season just of Thasman. I'd love that. We should have had that from day one. I would have, I would have really liked yeah, I would really just like a series of Yaz thirteen and maybe someone else. I would maybe like, like a, a, a chameleon of Yaz. Like, let's presume that they're writing right now at the end of the yes. season. We don't know that whether they are or not. Yes. It's rumor mill. However, if they are, I would love a season where you know Ryan leaves the TARDIS for whatever reason, you know, and Yaz continues to travel with the Doctor. Graham doesn't. And then, mm. in you know, Graham becomes a sort of uh, Jackie Tyler or yes. Mickey Smith character, where occasionally throughout the season we'll, we'll return to Graham, and he'll he'll be in it for a couple of episodes. I'd like yeah. that. I think he would. I think he would function well in that sort of role. Maybe I don't want to be a, like a Debbie Downer. Maybe they could both do that. Maybe they could both do that. Mm. But then I also like the idea of this is really sad. But I re- <laughs> I really like the idea of. Bradley Walsh being given a lot of emotional trauma to have to deal with, and I don't know, maybe losing Ryan as well I as hate his that wife. Idea. Why? Why would you want to put somebody through that? This is what I hate about, um, you I know, drama. I love it. I love just drama. like it was, it's the tendency. One of the tendencies I don't like in Chris Chibnall to to torture his audience. I don't like all the stuff about Graham having cancer. I don't think it serves... What's the point of it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it serves anything. I think it's just... It just creates, quote-unquote, drama. Yes. And I think... I just... I don't want to... I don't want to see oh, no. a character put through that in Doctor Who. Oh, Jesus. It's going to end with him kind of going, the cancer's come back. Bye, Doc. That's what it's going to be, isn't it? Oh, no. no if it's not. that, I... Ge- and, and Ryan's going to go, well, they made look a, after my granddad. They made a point of... Um, they made oh, a yeah, point the of bringing the cancer back up at the start of the season, didn't they? You're in remission. All the, ca- the cancer's all clear. Oh, it's going to be that, isn't it? And Graham's going to be like, yeah, I'm dying. And then Ryan's going to be like, I love my granddad too much. I've got to go and look after him. 
thank you, Doctor, goodbye. And Yaz goes, I don't want to go back to the police force. I'm going to stay on board the TARDIS. That's how it's going to end, isn't it? Well, I'd like to have a season of, of the Doctor and Yaz. I would love that. I'd Look, really love that. This is too much speculation. Divergence. Let's, get... <laughs> Let's uh, get back on track. Um, Shall we... Shall we tackle the i went through the small things that i just really loved shall we tackle let's tackle the first reveal first which is which is captain jack because (sighs) right so we knew going into it that that was a good side that wasn't a bad side so we knew going into it that there would be a reveal of some kind because (laughs) there was a bit of promotion that was like you won't believe what happens this week. So we knew that that something was gonna, but something was afoot. So I want to give a shout out to the people who run the Doctor Who social team. Some of whom are lovely friends of mine, for in our hearts. trolling us. This is uh, to me. Uh, th- to me, this was a troll. This this was a like a a, a mini backwards troll, mm. in that with Orphan Fifty Five. No, but that wasn't them. that wasn't them. That, that was, was BBC. BBC America. That was BBC America. But this that's what I mean is that this also felt like a troll. This also felt like. It felt Ma- like they were gearing us up for nothing. Uh, I don't know. With with Orphan with Orphan Fifty Five, obviously BBC America went. You won't believe what happens at the end of this episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? It's going to be something huge." And it's like, "It's humans. Mm-hmm. We did this to ourselves." Greta was right, um, which is which is fine. It's a great ending, but that's not something you can hype up. Um, and then I kind of felt like when when the main BBC Doctor Who account did it, I was like, "Okay." This is someone at the social team having a real troll at BBC America. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I thought this is this is this is them going. Yeah, something's going to happen. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's not going to happen. And then when it did happen, I was like, oh. I I kind of trusted them that it was a reveal purely because I, you know, the Doctor Who social team know what fans are like. And they know the backlash they would. Well, exactly. They know the we back, are. they know the backlash they would get if they hyped up something that wasn't there. So I, I did trust I mean, them that there would be a reveal. Yeah. Anyway, so then we obviously get the reveal when Graham is in the Graham gets teleported to Jack's ship, and we is it a TARDIS? We, we'll get to we'll that. get to that. We hear John Barrowman's voice, and it took me like sexy, sexy voice. about half a second. That I was like, oh my god, that's yes. Captain Jack. Yeah. Um, and then you think. Okay, that's the big thing that happens this week. <laughs> and that was one of the the most amazing tricks of the episode that it it like gave us a reveal and then and then we we felt safe. We felt like oh we've had we've had our reveal <laughs> we've now. Had our and film. then Chris Chibnall and Vinay Patel pull the carpet from under our feet yeah. later on. So let's talk a little bit though first about the return of Captain Jack. What do we think of John Barman's portrayal? What did we think of uh, the material that he was given? What do we think of all that stuff? Yeah, the art, the art that he's performed. Um, listen, this is, this is like him going back to his house and putting on a pair of slippers. This is this is so he natural. Was, he seemed very comfortable, didn't he? he? So comfortable and so natural for him. And I mean, I guess it helps the fact that he's done lots of big finish. Um, has really kind of pushed for Torchwood to and come that he's back. He's sort of playing himself. I, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean. The Doctor Who version of of Captain Jack, anyway. I'm not yes. implying that John Barrowman has ever murdered his own grandchild. Wow, you had to remind us of that, didn't you? Um, but he Woo! is kind of—he's uh, not old enough to have his own grandchild. A John, a John Barrowman sort of character. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm really glad that he, um, he yeah he he worked this material really well. As I was saying, it really helps the fact that 
Chris wrote Torchwood yeah. so often, particularly series two. Um, did he do series one to series one? Series one as well, yeah. Oh, right, lovely. So he did a lot, he's done lots of Torchwood. So this just felt really natural for him. Um, this, this felt like a really good tease. This, you know, we had that kind of, uh, after Nikola Tesla online, we had the, um, here's what's coming up in the rest of the series, kids, mm. trailer. Um, and that was like a taste. This was like, okay, let's really get the ball rolling. On yeah, it was really smart. Pushing so the plot. Firstly, I really loved that a scene in Doctor Who um, was just light entertainers, John Barrowman and Badly Walsh on a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, I, I just loved I hadn't that. Thought of that before. It was amazing. It's like, wait, which channel am I on? This I is like Saturday. Night. Yeah, this is ITV Saturday Night on drugs. Well, John Barrowman was on the other side, wasn't he? On, he was on, 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 he was on, on Nice. Ice. Anyway, so I love that. I love that. It was, a, it was a really savvy thing to do from Chris and Vine because they're there and they're like, okay, this story really is about the Doctor and her struggle and me- meeting her past, future, a parallel, whatever mm-hmm. incarnation. It it's about the it's about the Joe Martin Doctor, about the Jodie Whittaker Doctor, mm-hmm. and it's about them dealing with that. Yeah, and setting up whatever they're going to do at the end of the season. Yep. There's not really room in that story for Graham, Yaz, and Ryan. Mm. At all. Mm-hmm. So what they could have done is had them following the Doctor around the whole time. Boring. Which would have been bad. Bad. And th- that's bad. something that's happened a little bit in other episodes because the TARDIS team's so bloated. Mm-hmm. Chris obviously knows that later in the season as well, he's got Jack coming back. Yeah. Presumably. So If not, I'm, I will throw hands. I imagine he was like, oh, I can bring Jack back sooner. I can tease that. I can have... Do you know what I mean? It was so smart mm. to just shove them all in a room with Captain Jack. Like yeah. any scene with John Barrowman in is entertaining. Mm-hmm. So you just you just do that. And then it's... Because otherwise, if they'd had their own little side quest, mm. we'd have been bored, wouldn't we? We'd yes. have been like... And that is not a criticism of them even. That's just... The stuff that was going on with the Doctor was so thrilling. Yes. That it would have been boring to, to keep going back to a side yeah. quest with the Jadoon. So to, to put them there with Captain Jack... To keep us interested was yeah. a really, really smart thing to do. I really love when a, when a, a past companion comes back and interacts with modern companions. That the the, the angry banter that is between Sarah Jane and Rose in School Reunion I is I fully hate that. Really? I used to like it as a kid, and I've watched it as an adult, and I think it's quite misogynistic. I have not seen that in. It, I've not seen it in that light before. It's it's acted really well by mm-hmm. Liz Sladen and Billy Piper, but it's like. It's a bit like they're, they're like putting other women down in quite an uncharacteristic way. That's it's very over, true. Over like the attention they're getting from a from man. man, it's it's quite peculiar. It also makes it makes the Sarah Jane and Doctor relationship something that it never was. Which yes, I used to not mind. I used to think, oh, that's just kind of artistic license and it and it works. But now I'm just like, oh, that's a little bit sexist as well. I hadn't thought about it like that before, I, but I'm, I'm not glad. Too keen on that, but but I'm glad that I have thought about it like that. That's interesting. Okay, but it, it, the, the, I'm I'm not denying that those scenes have electricity to them, and and these did as well. I agree. Four way Skype is another. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. It's a good. It's a good one. Um, but yes, I really like when a past companion and a, a modern companion have a have a little chat. I would have liked them kind of to have gone, okay, but who is this guy? How how do you know him? Why does he not travel with you anymore? But they didn't really have time for that. And that's okay. That's something that they can explore no, I later think on. There are bigger, qu- like I think, 
her saying an old friend, like they know the Doctor's an outer space traveller. Yeah. Maybe they didn't need that much more exp- explanation than that. Yeah. I don't know. At that moment in time. Because there was, you know, there was a lot of other big things she just dropped on them. You've. Yeah. Um, so Jack talks about the lone Cyberman. So he's, they're in, they're in space. They're crashing around uh, inside the ship. Um, and Is it a TARDIS? It It did look like one. Um, The inside was, it's very well, whoever did the set design on this was wonderful. Really good, yeah. Really strong. Um, I I honestly thought it was. The first time that it happened, I was like... But it didn't look like one on the outside. And that's what confused me. I was like, this this looks like some Star Trek. It looked the same inside and out. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, on the outside, it was like, okay, this is some Star Trek. Mm. Wishing through space. It's definitely not Jack's ship. He'd stolen it. No. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. He he and he gets attacked by. This is another thing by nanogenes. Mm. Always with the nanogenes, <laughs> um, which makes me think. Okay, this is not a time lord ship because why would a time lord ship have nanogenes in it? Yeah. Because the doctor was was the doctor anti nanogene. No, I don't think he was anti nanogene, but I, they're not time lord technology, are they? Yes. No, they're not. Yeah, they're not time lord technology. So. Yeah, so Jack warns um, the three companions after trying to get the Doctor um, and failing. Firstly, because the scoop, the teleport that is mm. set for them, it is based on the idea that the Doctor is a man, and she's not. Um, so he accidentally picks up uh, Graham. I like that this is a recurring theme. It's happened a few <laughs> times that people think that Graham is the Doctor. He's like, no. Which I really enjoy. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> I had this. Two, I've had Stephen Fry say this to me the other week. Now <laughs> I've got John Barrowman saying it. I'm tired of it. Um, and oh, that was another thing that I thought that was that was would, would have been fun to have seen. Is Jack goes, you're a bit grey around the temples. It's still kind of sexy. And I'm like, well, what would he have said to twelve? What would that interaction oh my have God, been? 100%, yeah. That would have been like that. W- <laughs> I can't imagine that. I'd love to have seen it, but I can't imagine. Oh, I'd what, have loved it. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been insane. Yeah, it would. I, I mean, it would have been very much like the kind of interaction he had with Christopher Eccleston. Oh yes. Um, in that, you know, it's a very dry character <laughs> against Captain Jack. Yes, against um, the the mouth of sexual activity that is Captain Jack. Um, and so then he picks up Yaz and Ryan, and he's like, "Oh, I keep failing at this," and basically says, "Look, give a message to the Doctor, the lone Cyberman. Don't give it what it wants." There was a cyber army, and they were defeated. But there was a lone cyberman who wants something. Don't give it what it wants. Um, and uh, so I'm really confused about the timing of this, because he says, "Don't the, the lone cyberman," and they go, "We," and he says, "You've not seen the, the cybermen before," because they look confused. They're like, "What on earth is cyberman?" Mm. Um, and he says, "I'll see her again. Tell her I'll see her again." Which got me so confused. I was like, so where, where is Jack in the timeline of this? Is this, is this him going, oh, I'll see her again sometime? Or is this going, is this, is this like a River Song thing where no, he's going? because he didn't know that she was a woman. Yes. He would know that. Yes, you so would. So I, I just took it as, oh, I'm going to make sure I see her again. Okay, right. That's the way I took it. That's one thing that really confused me. I was like, is this some River Song time hopping? No, I, I, I think, I see why you, why you thought that. But yeah. I, I I think, bec- I think because 
he didn't know the doctor was who she was. Yes. That rules that, that out. That makes sense. Okay. Um, Do we think that the Cyberman stuff and the Jack stuff is related to the arc, the 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 um, Ruth Doctor arc? No. We think you think it's just a separate thread. I think it's a separate thread. I think I think Jack's going to come back for I can't remember what episode number it is, but the rumored Mary Shelley episode, right? Um, with Victorian address that we see in the trailer with the lone Cyberman looking really, really gnarly and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jackson come back for that episode and then because they had him while he was doing his little flat renovation in Cardiff, they said, do you want to come back for the finale? And he said, yes. And I really hope that that's what happens because it would make, it would make sense. It, like we were saying in the same way that Jackie Tyler was kind of used like for an episode here and there and then came back for the well, finale. Well, and Jack was, you know, yes. another season. I I think it would be a shame in a way, as much as I love Captain Jack, I think it's an interesting time to reintroduce uh, a secondary companion character at a point where you've got three companions in the yep. TARDIS already. So, you know, we, have we got a finale now where potentially where we've got the Doctor, the Doctor, Yaz, Graham, Ryan, Captain Jack. Ruth. Potentially, potentially Ruth. Ruth, potentially Lee, the Master. There's a lot Gats. of stuff that we need that that we need <laughs> to check back in on, isn't it? Yes, there? it's getting a bit out of hand, which is what makes me think maybe the Captain Jack and Cyberman stuff is like just its own thing. Yeah, and uh, and uh, my thing about it just being a really savvy move to just put the companions in a room with Captain Jack just was kind that. of. Yeah, maybe that's the Chris Chibnall stuff of this episode where he's gonna. I'm just gonna fill in the blank here. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's impossible. We'll to have know to at wait this and stage. see. We're just gonna have to wait and just see. Have to wait we? and see. Okay, let's go on to the second big reveal uh, of the episode. It's just a casual little, um, it's a casual little number. So, <laughs> Ruth, Ruth Clayton, and <laughs> have to keep why do you keep saying that in a Welsh voice? Ad- no, it's meant to be Irish. Adam Clayton. It's not a particularly good Irish voice. I'm not going to lie to you. Thank you. Um, so Ruth and the Doctor drive to the lighthouse where um, her mum and dad lived, um, her parents lived, because she gets a text from Lee before he dies to say, follow the light and break the glass. And that's what she remembers. So the Doctor's like, okay, let's go there to see what we can find mm. out about you so we can find out who you are. Um, and while they're there, um, the Doctor finds... Uh, Ruth's parents' grave, but mm-hmm. the gravestone is blank. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, inside the lighthouse, Ruth has found the break glass for emergency doctor, and it's actually a fob watch esque thing, mm-hmm. which releases a bunch of regeneration energy yep. and floods all of her memories back to her. And she's Doctor Who. And she is Doctor Who. And Meanwhile, the doctor is digging up d- so d- a d- TARDIS. The, do- the doctor's found a spade somehow. And yes, while we while Kath and I were watching it, she said, "Where'd you get that from?" And I said, <laughs> "It's Doctor Who." It was nearby. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was in the car. It was in the abandoned lighthouse. Um, so she. I mean, it's a lighthouse. Like I feel like there could just be a space. Yeah, there'll be a space sat outside. Yeah. Um, so the the doctor starts digging. Our doctor thirteen starts digging mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. the ground and finds a police public call box. Yeah. And turns around and Ruth is there, and she says. Let's get this go with this from the top. I'm the doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm a traveler in time and space. Now, I genuinely, mm-hmm. this is no word of a lie, I genuinely thought that this was going to be the Rani. 
I, d- I, you know what? For a hot second, I did because I, f- because I knew it was a time lord, right? yes. And I was like, because you know, you've kind of worked out after a while that it's chameleon arch, yeah. So you know it's a time lord, and I thought master, and I thought no, we've had the master already this season. So unless they're doing something weird with that, probably not going to be the master. Then I thought Rani because yeah. there aren't really any other. I mean, there are other time lord characters, obviously, yeah, but. Yeah. That was just the next one that came to me. To me, I was like, okay, so this is what they're going to do. They're going to bring back the Master, and they're going to bring back the Rani, and it's going to be like the Time Lords going back to Gallifrey, going back to home, figuring out this weird thing that happened in their past. What is the Timeless Child? Why did the Master destroy Gallifrey? It's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, thank you very much. Copyright. David Chipaki Paki, 2020. Um, and then when she said, I'm the Doctor, I was like, oh my well, goodness, I said, what's this? I just as she was about to, you know, when she came out in the clothes, I was like, uh, this is they're good clothes. I, I, and I went, she's a doctor. And Luke, <laughs> and Luke's Bilal went, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. At which point I was like, ah, yeah, she's the doctor. So, it, you know, it, it was thrilling, wasn't it? It's, it was, I just, I just, I, I just watched the whole, the rest of that episode just with my mouth open. Yeah. Just kind of I, going, I, had, on I did a thing that my here? dad does when he watches the television, which is I put both of my hands onto the sides of my face. I look like um, uh, Edward M- Edward Munch, the screen. <laughs> um, silence. Yeah, I look like that. I, l- I look like one of the silence. I had my hands over my face. My mouth was agape. Um, and I was making kind of <gasps> noises. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's run through it again. So yeah. TARDIS gets... Uh, unveiled unveiled they do a weird thing where they teleport inside the tardis yeah i mean she's got a laser rifle True. i i assume that she has some, some tech form of there some right tech now, um the glasses i want to talk about the glasses. let's talk about the glasses yeah um just just the it's not as if there's more important stuff to address there's, or there's no there's nothing more important than these john lennon type specs that she just has <laughs> put on while she's i just I, I want this outfit. I loved her whole vibe. I loved that she calls the Doctor Love. Hello, Love. It's really great. I loved her outfit. I, I, I loved Joe Martin. I thought she so was good. extraordinary. And I loved Jodie Whittaker playing off Joe Martin. Yes. And you know, we've had I've seen a lot of tweets about whether Joe Martin's better than Jodie Whittaker or Jodie Whittaker's better than Joe Martin. And that I doesn't think, matter. I think it's mightily missing the point. Yes. And obviously... Opinions are going to happen about that in your brain. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think it's the wrong thing at this stage to share them mm-hmm. because I think it was so electric watching the two of them yeah. together. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think Jodie Whittaker, it was some of the best acting from her I've seen as the doctor. Yeah. And Joe Martin, I thought was an amazing doctor. And I'm so excited to see what happens. Bounce off each other so well. Yeah. 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 And it just, it just makes such great television. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so good. Um, the interior of the TARDIS. Lovely. So good. I so saw someone good. had made, I, I, I said I wouldn't do this literally oh. in my last sentence, but I saw someone had made a meme of um, the, you know, the, the jealous, the, the, the boyfriend meme where the boyfriend's with yes. the girlfriend and he's looking at the, yes. the ass of someone else. Yeah. But it, and it was with the girlfriend was the, was the current, current TARDIS <laughs> and, the, and the, the, the woman in the street was the, the Joe Martin TARDIS. <laughs> I thought it was a lovely. It's I thought it, good. I thought it was very a good. lovely TARDIS. I love that. Uh, it was a. It was. It was kind of like a. It was very much classic Who. Yeah, it was the classic console as seen in. 
Twice Upon a Time as seen in Adventure in Space and Time. It was it was that console, wasn't it, pretty much? Yes, but there were a few, like the lighting was different. It felt it was colder. Kind of, it was bluer. It was bluer. It, it was It had kind of walls that were kind of similar to the yeah. Hartnell TARDIS, but different. There was kind of like a, an interesting kind of structure with the wall, which mm-hmm. was which was really nice to see. Now, but the exterior was, was pretty much the Hartnell model. It was smaller. It was smaller in a different kind of shade of blue. Because it was kind of the Hartnell yeah. look from Twice Upon a Time. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same prop. CG, yeah, yeah. Or the same CG model, yeah. Yeah. Let I, you know, what, I just want to get into it now. <laughs> so, yes, obviously, the Joe Martin Doctor claims to be from the earlier in the timeline. Yes. she's saying, "I've not been you yet, so I am younger than you." Yeah, Jodie Whittaker has has seen what we've seen, so is going, "No, that can't be true because I remember all my incarnations." You're not there. You're, you're not. I can't remember you. Especially without that shirt. There are some implications that. The Joe Martin Doctor is telling the truth. For yeah. example, in her timeline, Gallifrey's still around. She's not heard of the Time War. Mm-hmm. She doesn't recognize the sonic screwdriver. Mm-hmm. The uh, TARDIS interior evokes the early TARDIS interior. Yeah. However, there are some problems. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one is that the TARDIS looks like a police box at all. Yeah. Because if she's genuinely a pre-Hartnell Doctor, then... We it know that the TARDIS doesn't become a police box until an unearthly child. Yeah. Or, actually, I'm kind of having an argument with myself in my head here. Do we know that? Because what happens in an unearthly child is that they land on, they land in the in the cavemen bit. Yeah. And the Doctor's like, oh, why isn't it changed? Yeah. But it could be that he's forgotten everything from before an unearthly child. So he doesn't know that actually it's looked like that for much longer. There are three. There, there are there are a, a, a places you yeah. can put that in. There are three main theories that seem to be going around on the internet right now. Okay, let's Should address them. Through, I, I yeah. have my own. I think four theories. So let's do let's do them. Yeah. W- the ones you think, and then if I've got extra ones, I can put them in. I mean, there are there are the ones I'm kind of observing, and I've kind of I can see where they they come from, but there's also so, real yeah. clashes with the possibility of them. I I heard an additional theory on my lunch break today that um. I've not seen online Ooh. that a colleague who is not who is a, a big Doctor Who fan but not a member of the Doctor Who community on Twitter <laughs> shared with me uh-huh. and I thought it was a really nice theory. Do you want to kick off with that one? No. I'm gonna, oh, okay. I'm going to save that one because I actually think there's a hole in it. You put, so. that, you put that in your back pocket. Okay, so the, the first big one that I think a lot of is that Ruth comes in between two and three. Because we don't see, mm-hmm. so I, I recent p- recent internet users will have subscribed to BritBox and will be watching Classic Who on BritBox yeah. um, because some of us can't afford the DVDs. Um, so I've started watching things from Spearhead in Space for some reason because I just like love. Some of us don't have a disc drive on anything because we're not yeah. eighty years old. Yeah. Old oh. people. <laughs> um, <laughs> come on, grandma. No one has a telly anymore, granddad. Yeah, okay. just watch on your phone. <laughs> um. <laughs> um so the theory is that uh, Ruth Doctor comes in between two and three. And the reason people say that is because, and I watched a little bit of it, at the end of the War Games, um, you don't see Patrick Troughton actually regenerate. So, th- th- right, this is a theory going way back to yeah. the 1990s. Because oh. Yeah, yeah. So obviously not about the Joe Martin Doctor because that didn't exist I was then. say. But like, there are, there are continuity issues in the five Doctors and the three Doctors with the things that the second Doctor knows and that Jamie knows 
Mm-hmm. And so the two doctors particularly, um, in that story, uh, Troughton's doctor is on a mission for the Time Lords. But of course, the whole point of his doctor is that he's on the run from the Time Lords. Yeah. So why would that happen? Also, he's got the grey hair. So superficially, that's an inconsistency. Yeah. Also, Jamie is A, older. B, mm. travelling with the Doctor on his own, which he never did. Mm-hmm. And C, um, also knows who the Time Lords are, which he didn't until his final story when yeah. his memory was wiped. Yeah. So the theory it, that was made up by Paul Cornell uh, mm. and some other people is it, it's been dubbed Season 6B, which is that there's this yes. extra period of time in between Season 6 and 7 uh-huh. where, because obviously, as you just said, we don't see Troughton regenerate. Mm-hmm. So... Um, they suggest that the Celestial Intervention Agency on Gallifrey scoop the Doctor up and go, okay, before we send you on exile, mm-hmm. we want you to do some missions for us. Right. And that the multi-Doctor stories that have Troughton in are set in that period. Okay, right. So this does kind of fit into that. Mm-hmm. Explain the rest of it. So the, the, so the theory goes that because we don't see Troughton regenerate, mm-hmm. the Series 6B theory kind of kicks in. Mm-hmm which I'm using now because I've never heard of it before, but I'm going to use it now. Um, and in between two and three, two regenerates into what is now known as the Ruth Doctor. Yeah. Um, and has to do something for the Time Lords, hence why Gat is after her, mm-hmm. hence why she says, I was tr- put into a job I couldn't quite leave. Yeah. Um, and she's been uh, and it, it, there's some there's some things online saying that the the way that Gat's gun is shaped and the way that her hair is styled and the way that she's dressed it's like the war uh, yes. the warlords from yes. the war games yeah my the, the problem with that with that theory is that in Spearhead in space mm-hmm. we see the doctor fallout of the TARDIS in, Tr- in Troughton's clothes. I don't think that's an issue. That is not yeah to me that is not an issue. But because they could uh, the time lords could wipe her memory, yep. stick her back in the clothes of Troughton, yep. so that she doesn't know that this uh, incarnation happened. And also, we know that from almost every single regeneration story, there's a period of time where the Doctor is still awake and still alive, and still after regeneration, mm. where she's kind of able to kind of run around and do some bits, and then regeneration kind of kicks in, and she needs to rest, and needs to, her cells need to regenerate. Right. So it's plausible that Ruth regenerated into three, and then three kind of goes. Oh, I've not got any. I'm, I'm not got any male clothes here. Let me grab this drawer and stuff, and then collapse that's, it. That's possible. But the problem then is, when it comes to uh, time of the Doctor, the old Time Lord lore of fourteen, yeah, thirteen regenerations. Yeah, but yeah. maybe he was just wrong about the tenant one. Maybe. Maybe, maybe he thought was. that counted and it didn't. Maybe he was. I don't know. You know what? I don't actually think this theory is true. That's because I think it's it's a lot. I mean, look how much explanation we just had to yes. do to each other about seasons. It's a, it's based on the specifics of a couple of stories from literally fifty years ago. But I think I do not think that there's much drama in explaining all of that. Yes, I don't. Yeah. I just don't. I don't think it's a particularly good... Like, it makes hey, sense. Hey, eight-year-olds, remember the war games? Yeah, do you remember this black-and-white ten-part story <laughs> from 50 years ago? Of course you do. Uh, he, let me tell you about how Ruth fits into this. I don't think that would really... Because it's been set up as... If they'd explain that in this one, yeah, I'd be like, okay. But it, but it's because it's set up as intrigue. That is not a good payoff to that intrigue. No, yeah. 
Let's do another theory. The the next theory is slightly similar to that, in that Ruth comes pre Hartnell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's certainly the implication in the episode. I yes. Think. Yeah. Um, and that the Doctor had a set of lives mm-hmm. before she turned into Hartnell. Yeah. Um, and I guess we've already named one issue with that in the police box thing. But police we've box kind of also solved it. Numbers of Doctors, but then. Again, the time was could have wiped her memory and yep. gave her a new set of regenerations mm-hmm. after using her for whatever mm-hmm. thing that she, they used her for. Yep. And gone, just be on your merry way and live on live on Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the Doctor just has this instinct to run mm-hmm. and to get out. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that because we never we never know exactly the hybrid. The hi- <laughs> Stop it! That's literally why it's established. <sighs> the hybrid. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's the hybrid. I know it is the hybrid, but he runs away because he has a he has a vision of the dysfunctional relationship he's going to have with Clara Oswald. Anyway, um, <laughs> the series nine arc wasn't my favorite. Okay. Can you tell? <laughs> um, so yes, that's the next theory: is that set of lives before Hartnell gets a batch of regenerations, mm-hmm. runs away from Gallifrey. Do we like that one? Do Do you want me to introduce you to some more? Extremely fanish lore. Please do. Okay, have you heard of the other? <laughs> is this a virgin novels thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is actually. <laughs> yeah, it is it actually. Yeah. So, who are the founders of Time Lord Society, David Chip? Oh no, is this going to be like the do- the Doctor is half human thing? Who are the founders of Time Lord Society? The Time Lords. No, no, specifically. The Gallifreyans. No, specific people. Uh. Oh, I've I've expected a level of knowledge that's too high. Rassilon? Yeah, sorry, Omega. Omega. And according to the Virgin novels, um, this shadowy third figure oh known God. as the Other. Oh, the Other, okay. And the idea is that the Doctor was the Other oh. in a past life. It's, so wait, how does that feed into the Valyard? So is the Other the Valyard, or am I just well, making The Valyard has nothing to do with it. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. Ignore me. Uh, so, of course, some fans online are saying, okay, this is like the other's incarnation, like incarnations, right. and that Joe Martin is the other. What do we think of that? Again, I'm not. I mean, I think that would be easier to explain than the War Games theory. Yeah, actually, it's a simpler explanation, isn't there it? There were three Time Lords who created Gallifrey: Rassilon, Omega, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, and the other. I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing something like that. They probably won't call it the other. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, on, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. That I like that more than I like the the war games theory. Mm. Uh, yeah, that that has a simpler explanation, mm. a better payoff. I quite like the instinct thing as well, because of course the mm. thing that that kind of doesn't mesh about it being pre Hartnell is that the whole story of the Hartnell Doctor is that he, when you when we first meet him, he he kind of isn't the Doctor, and he he doesn't have companions, and his life doesn't work like that. Whereas yeah. the Joe Martin Doctor. Her life, I mean, she's quite different, isn't she? She can more, she's clearly more violent, more ruthless. Yes, way more. Um, but she, her life kind of fits into that Doctor paradigm. She's got a companion. Yes. She travels in the TARDIS. She dresses doc- in a Doctorish mm-hmm. way. Which, if she was truly pre-Hartnell... It, it, it could make sense. It it wouldn't make sense, though, along a normal timeline. Do you know what I mean? Like Yes, yeah. But if, yeah. if her memories have been wiped and, it, and he can sort of... And Hartnell can kind of feel it in his subconscious. Mm. And there's this kind of instinct towards learning to be the Doctor yes. again. Yes. Memories were wiped, given a new set of generations. Like 
and then was, was turned into a child to go into the academy and go mm. and live mm. in the shed. Um, yeah, potentially. That makes that makes lots of sense. I like that. The last one, the last theory that is kind of doing the rounds mm. is that time and space are splitting apart, and Joe Martin sort of comes a parallel from universe. a parallel universe. I quite like that one too. But here's another nerdy intervention from moi. We know from um, the what's it called, the Cyberman two part of two thousand and six. Yeah, um, that TARDIS is from that when the TARDIS goes to a different dimension, mm. a different not a different dimension, but a different parallel universe. Parallel universe, yeah. It doesn't function correctly, right? And it struggles to function. Mm-hmm. So, Tenant's Doctor slipping through the TARDIS, slipping through the crack in in the paradigm. Yeah, and then the TARDIS had to sit and reset after twenty four hours. Also, there's a there's a sort of implication there that Time Lords. There's only one Gallifrey. There's only one and Gallifrey. They, <laughs> 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 the, the, no, but that they exist across that the time lords exist across the. There's there's yes. an implication that in, the in Pete's world there isn't an alternate tent uh, tent yeah. doctor. Um, that's never explicitly said, mm-hmm. but it's kind of implied. Um, I think they could because w- don't forget the master said everything you you think you know is a lie, so it it could mm. be that there's a whole multiverse thing. And that, do you know what I mean? It could be that. Never your Marvel movies. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a Joe Doctor, but not Joe. Is it Joe? Yeah, Joe Martin spinoff. But do you, but do you know what I mean? Yes, but I also think that when the Master said everything you know is a lie, it's kind of like something about the Doctor's personal history, or something that. But maybe about that's home. tied into it. I don't know. I'm not as I'm not as key. I really like your. Um, you like the the past the life part, thing. I like the other the sort of reincarnation. Yeah, I like the other. Oh, you're sense. a believer in the other theory. I, am, I love it. I am a virgin New Adventures book lover. What okay. was your What was your colleague's? My colleague's theory. I, I'm really excited for this now. Is that, and I don't know if it works. I think there's one thing that debunks this theory. Okay. But my colleague's theory is that she is the second Doctor. And the way this works is that. <laughs> Please explain this to me. In Twice Upon a Time. <laughs> yes. Um, Peter Capaldi meets. David Bradley as the first Doctor. Yes. Right? And they They're have a sexist. whole thing. Neither of them want to regenerate. They have a whole back and forth about that. We. Oui. And eventually, each one convinces the other that it's a good idea to regenerate. Yes. Okay? Capaldi regenerates into Whittaker. Bradley regenerates into... Troughton. Right. But do we see that in Twice Upon a Time? Because I can't remember. No, but we do see it in... What my I'm pretty what certain that we see it in the end of, um, what's the episode called? Tenth Planet. Tenth Planet. We I'm see it in the end of Tenth Planet. Yeah. But do we see that footage in Twice Upon a Time? I'm pretty sure we do. Because <sighs> that ruins it. Because my colleague's suggestion is that the Doctor, by having the Twelfth Doctor intervene in uh-huh. the timeline, his mindset is different, and therefore. He regenerates into into Joe Martin rather than Patrick Troughton, and it kind of splinters off into a new timeline where there's a new second Doctor. But okay. I- if we see that scene, I can't. I haven't looked back at twice upon a time. We're gonna have to do our reaches, kids. Um, I like that theory. If it wasn't for the fact that Troughton is so well established mm. and is is there. 
and I think I, I'm pr- I'm s- I'm so certain. I think we see it. We see we? it. Um, otherwise, I like your colleague's theory. I think, I and as well, it doesn't that. erase Troughton because it it would it, that presumably creates a splinter timeline, right, with new doctors. I also then think, what is it about Capaldi's Doctor that would inspire one to change into someone who's a lot more violent, a lot more right? Okay, I thought you were saying right because what I was going to say was Capaldi's Doctor is a closeted trans woman, and he's just making his his former self realize sooner. That they're, that this they're is who you are. Yeah. Um, but you were asking about the violence thing. I was so asking about violence rather than gender norms. and People like me are obsessed with gender, aren't they, David? Oh, gosh. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> is our favourite theory, then, the, the past life one? I thought you were going to say, is our favourite Dr. Joe Martin? I was going to say, yes. Yes. No, is our favourite theory. She's been on screen for about a total of 15 minutes, and I love her. Is it the past life one? Do we, do, is that what we'd want? I really i really like the past life one it makes sense it's kind of easy to explain mm-hmm. um i just i don't know what else it could be that's the thing is that we've had our chats about this the theories that are kind of i online. think the parallel of the universe makes as much sense i though. don't like that one personally that's just me it's a bit of a cop-out yes i think i think that one's a bit of a cop-out and it, again it kind of the indication the from the Pete's yeah. World episode is that the episodes is that there's no other Doctor in that yeah. universe. Yeah, the thing is, though. Although, why would Torchwood get set up if there wasn't a Doctor? That's in true. That yeah, it's universe? true. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. The, the, mm. the, the thing is that it usually when the Doctor meets other Time Lords, it's they meet at the right point in the timeline. Yes. Like it's it's not. Like, why have we suddenly got Time Lords who are pre... Gallifrey. Pre-Hartnell Time Lords. Do you know what I mean? Like, Gat and this Doctor. I why? Mean, why how, how is it possible that... Yeah, I thought it was against the... It's time and space. Yeah. It's time and space. I think, again, this is how I've always Doctor I, I stories don't know, I've happen. always been under the impression that, that Gallifrey, though, it but runs along its own timeline. River's timeline's never in the right no, order. No, but she's not a Time Lord. Famously, she is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I never thought you could go back in Gallifrey's timeline like that. Maybe you can. I guess you can do what you want, right? I don't know. I um. What would upset you the most as a I solution? I think Parallel Universe would... That would upset you the would, most? It would feel a bit lazy. Yeah, and I l- this this series has had the trajectory of smart, fun, mm-hmm. interesting writing. Yeah, um, even Orphan Fifty Five for its faults that people seem to have. I personally kind of liked it. Me too. I, I I think this series has been one of the best in the series for it, and that's that on that. I don't agree with that at all, but I I I have been enjoying the series. We'll agree to disagree. Um. Yeah, for for its faults, Orphan 55 has a clever story. It's about the fact that we, as society, did not listen to people like Greta Thunberg and David Attenborough Mm -hmm. and, you know, brilliant Native American eco-warriors are kind of, like, trying to tell us that the planet is dying and we need to look after it. Um, And I I think that's smart writing. I think that's really a really interesting concept, is that the dregs are the dregs of society. Yeah. Um, So... I just feel like a parallel universe 
with a parallel doctor would just be it would just be like i, I guess it's <laughs> kind of like it the problem with it is it doesn't really mean anything for for our doctor's character yeah do you know what i mean that would just be like oh fair enough you're from a parallel universe like whatever do yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas if it's a past life, that's like 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 trauma and yeah. like an internal struggle for the doctor to deal with that she doesn't know herself anymore. And the way that this has been written feels more like that. Yeah, it's there is a, something a, coming a, for me. Yeah, it doesn't really mean anything for our doctor. Oh yeah, there's a doctor in a parallel universe. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Like, well, I guess yeah. I guess we always thought that. Like yes. it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Oh god, I'm excited. Okay, I'm gonna say something a little bit critical now. Oh gosh, here I'm we go. I'm gonna air it. And I'm going to see how it feels once I've had it. Yep. Put it into the room. Let it absorb. This episode was really, really good. However, oh no. are a lot of its best reveals, a lot of its best ideas lifted a little bit from um, the Russell T. Davies playbook. So its big reveal is the fact that... Um, so it's got two big reveals. Mm-hmm. It's got Captain Jack Harness, a Yuff. character invented by Russell T. Davies. Yuff. And it's got... Um, it's got the reveal that uh, there's a Time Lord that we didn't know was a Time Lord who uh, appears to be an innocuous character in the episode, mm-hmm. and then has a and then is has a chameleon arch and discovers their uh, Time Lord, and then the episode is derailed and becomes something else, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the plot of Utopia. Mm-hmm. It's it works really well here. Yep. I like it worked really well in Utopia, but it's 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 a interpolation. Mm-hmm. Of an old idea, which is fine, but it's not a new idea. Is that a problem for you? No. And the reason I don't think it's a problem is because Russell had the um had these ideas at the end of a series. This feels this feels like something new. This feels a, this feels fresher. Mm-hmm. Um this feels like more modern writing. I mean, I remember, I can't remember when it was. I think it must have been around series 11 when Chris Jibner was like, we're writing for a Netflix era. We have to get people coming back every single week. And there was nothing like a Netflix show. Nothing show. like a Netflix so show. This, this, right, so this is actually something else I wanted to comment on. Mm-hmm. So like, something I said quite a lot on the podcast last year was that they kept saying they wanted, to, wanted it to be like a Netflix show. Yeah. But they also kept saying they wanted it to be serialized. Yeah. Like, um, not serialized like a standalone episodes each week and nothing is like that anymore name me a show that is standalone episodes each week no telly is like that anymore (laughs) no it's like everything's um interconnecting interconnecting now it's all like a long serial that you watch to the point where you can't jump on at any point yeah pretty much every show like people don't miss episodes of shows anymore and just dip in that's not really how they work unless it's reality television or something now I've seen things on Twitter that the the bits of negativity I've seen around this episode mm-hmm. have been focused on mainly, oh, well, bye-bye casual viewers. Um, this is going to completely lose the casual viewer, blah de blah <gasps> Which actually at one point... Why can't people just ever be happy No, but something? at one point I'd have agreed with that. Yeah. But nowadays I kind of think, you know what? The general public are different now. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to see like Monster of the Week anymore. That's no, not, that's dead. They want to see something that they're invested in with like heavy continuity that i think that's genuinely what they want this is this is why we've got marvel films where you've got to pretty much see every single one yeah it's why we've got um i can't think of another example but basically every next netflix series where you've got to see every single episode i don't think it's a problem for people i think they will commit to something yeah i don't you know that they're interested in 
in seeing Doctor Who stuff. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Um, and I think this is one of the benefits of having Doctor Who on Netflix, on Amazon Prime, on BBC iPlayer for people. This mm-hmm. is this is why Doctor Who is on BBC iPlayer right now, for people to just to binge and mm. watch it in all its entirety. Is people go, oh, there's a new series of Doctor Who. Oh, I've never really watched it before. Oh, I might watch... I might try and watch yeah. it from the beginning. That's that's really interesting. I'll see. I'll see if I can watch it from the beginning. There's a reason. And people don't mind doing that. People don't. Either. Yeah, exactly. People have got. People have not necessarily have got time, but have got the effort and the energy to be bothered to kind of mm. sit back and watch it's, all of it. it. These days, it's putting so little faith in your show to say, "Oh, we need to make it so that it doesn't matter if you don't watch it the week after or the week before." No, like you that's have to. that's you not have how television works anymore. No, you have to. This is this is this is know. this was fully the way to go, and I and I said so. Before yeah. Series 11, and I said so during Series 11. And I was right. God damn it. <laughs> I'm always correct. But we, we had this conversation before we started recording is mm. of what Netflix shows have been started watching. Yeah. And people will watch Sex Education. At time of recording, Sex Education has just come out for Series 2. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like a few episodes in now. But like... People binge that. People will sit yeah. down and just watch all of the series in one day. People... Will, I, I can imagine people see... And that show happily. is not... It's not um, different every week like you well it doesn't have weeks it's just box set but you can't just skip episode six like that's not yeah it's one story and i think actually the fact that doctor who appears to be moving more in that direction direction. it's kind of it's kind of savvy it's kind of a good thing and it's why you know in retrospect i think that we're going to look back and kind of go i I don't know maybe i'll maybe i'll disagree with this later on in my life but i think that People are. I think it's kind of why a, a bigger TARDIS team maybe kind of works in this series, right? Because people aren't just watching to interact with one character mm. and only have them for one series and see them week to week. Yeah, like Chris Chibnall can afford to give little nuggets of lines to characters each yeah. week because people are going to sit down after after this after this show finishes. This is what I hate about people going, "Oh, the ratings are." <sighs> This is internal gripe about the way that um, showbiz writers and um, uh, entertainment journalists mm. write at the moment. Because um, I'm a huge lover of entertainment and showbiz yeah. journalism. This is not a dig at any entertainment journalist at all. But the way that entertainment journalists are writing these stories right now is that people are going, oh, Doctor Who ratings are down to the lowest levels ever. It's 4.3 million. I mean, for a start, it's, that's it's not really true. That, a, that's so. not true because people are watching this a, a week later. Um, and it... Right, I've I've been looking at the kind of the consolidated figures, and it's kind of up to about six, seven million, mm-hmm. which is for a television show in twenty twenty. That's good, mm-hmm. um, and also people don't watch television week to week anymore. No, people are going to watch. I mean, we're going to watch it in six months' time. In six months' time, all in, in in an afternoon. Yep, people are going to binge through this and watch it. Yep. as a as a box set, and the reason that people do people the reason that it's week to week is because that's currently how we, we have a system right now where we have linear television and we have online TV like Netflix and Amazon mm-hmm. Prime and Hulu and all that jazz. And the two I actually don't like the box set approach. I think it I yeah. think it kind of kills it. I, I like this approach where it's week to week and it's interesting mm-hmm. and then you can go back and kind of binge all the way through it. But I'm enjoying this I'm enjoying this technique and I'm the re- I, I kind of enjoy the fact that we have a bigger target scene because Christian can feed them little nuggets of lines and can can kind of go Okay. I'm fully imagining Christian Wolf feeding nuggets to uh, to <laughs> Mandip Kiltos Have a little nugget. <laughs> um, but while, while he's uh, chomping away on his uh, healthy looking granola. Is he the granola? What's that this story? A very specific in joke oh. that only two or three people will get. I hope they enjoy that. Yeah. 
it's that's some that's some content just for you guys. Okay, great. Um, but feeding them little nuggets of lines, and because people will be watching this in a row of episodes and just mm. keep binge watching it, and it, so it won't feel like, oh, Yaz only got a few lines this episode. Oh, Ryan only got a few lines this episode. Oh, Graham didn't. No, have you'll much just have faith that later on it they'll have more. The, a, you'll have faith that they have more. And in the context of the rest of the series, yeah, you can see them developing and see yeah. them so kind of moving on. So there's a character in, I mean, I'm just talking about this show because it's the one I'm watching yeah. alongside the moment in Sex Education called Amy. Mm-hmm. And in uh, season two, so in episode one, she, I think she had one line, yeah. and I, and like episode two, she was b- barely in it. And I'm like thinking, oh, it's a bit of a shame, like they've sidelined Amy a bit. I was mm-hmm. th- like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that. And then in like episode three or four, she has like something big happens to her yeah and then then she's got an arc then for the rest of the season yeah. and i wasn't as worried as I'd, I'd be in doctor who because i was just like oh well i'm sure they'll do you know what i mean yeah. it was like it's what you're describing it was oh it, they've they've got all this sorted like it's yeah hey you know where we've fine. seen this before channel four did this in 2005 or six with skins i've Every never s- seen skins. whoa whole it's got bone. about a boy in it hasn't it it's, it's, it's what? It's got about a boy. He's in it. Who's about a boy? About a boy. Oh, Dev Patel. No. I, I assume that everyone talks about Dev Patel when they talk about Skins because he's like the, the biggest actor that came out of Skins. No, um, about yeah. a boy. <laughs> he's in it. He's just saying words at me. About a boy, isn't <laughs> about it? About a boy. Okay, about a boy's in it. He sounds like a rapper. Yeah, it's about a boy. <laughs> about a boy. Nicholas Holt, though. Nicholas Holt, yes. <laughs> oh. Do you think I look like Nicholas Holt? I've had people no. tell me that I look... So as a child, I had lots of people <laughs> tell me I look like Nicholas Holt in About a Boy. Um, no. As an adult, I had, I've had people tell me in the past that I look like Nicholas Holt without, have, without the knowledge that I look like him as a child. How long have I known you for? Uh, about 18 months. Two years. Like two that. years, maybe. At no point have I thought you've looked like Nicholas Holt. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's oh, good. I don't want you Nicholas to think Holt. I look like any bloke, but n- n- <laughs> I, do you think I look like Nicholas Holt? No. No. Okay. Maybe it was my demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Skins kind of pioneered this technique where they kind of give a character a line or two in one episode, and then a few weeks later, they're the whole episode centers around. So each each episode centers. Uh, Lost is a bit like that in yes. the early seasons as well. I mean, I've never watched Lost, but yes, mm. um, Skins. What would be like so this and the character the episodes would be named after the character mm. and it would be totally focused on that character mm-hmm. and the whole episode would revolve around them and the thing that, that was going on in their life sure so whether it was um effie and her drug taking mm-hmm. or um coming what the character was called, the one gay character that they had um him coming out um dev patel's character doing whatever dev patel's character and it would just focus on that and then at the end there would be like a thing there would be something that unites them all so spoilers if you've never watched skins but it's now over 10 it. years old um nicholas holt's character gets hit by a bus or something like that and you know has really bad brain damage right. and it's it unites all of them and when you binge watch it now mm. I, I don't know i don't know who i can't remember who wrote this but like th- they are an absolute genius because they saw the feature television coming and they knew that if you're watching this all in a row you can appreciate when you're watching another character. Oh, I see what this character. Well, I guess going even through. then they were starting to write stuff for 
the DVD box set, weren't they? Yeah. They were. They kind of had that at the back of their mind. That's what the internet was back then. Yeah. So th- th- that it already kind of binge watching already kind of existed. Yes. Um. In 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 that form. And I can see now that Doctor Who is kind of doing that that I same thing. I approve of what it's doing. Yes. What I'm worried about mm-hmm. is I mean it's not I'm not worried about it. It's not keeping me up at night. I was concerned. But do you remember in series six, you yes. get the big mid-season um, uh, the mid-season two-parter of Good Man Goes to War Let's Go Hitler I Wh- right, whatever, you th- whatever you think of yeah, it yeah I right. secretly love Let's Go Hitler but let me on it's a big it's a big uh, two-part um, heavy continuity heavy yes. stuff going on and then it, Let's Go Let's Go Hitler ends on a sort of cliffhanger then you get Night Terrors the next week and they're which acting I like which is fine but that has like no happened. yeah and I'm. I think that's probably going to be the thing with Praxius on Sunday. I don't know. I feel like there. There's. I don't know. I feel like. Do we think it's going to play into stuff? I think it might play into a little bit of stuff because I ha- wait. How many episodes have we got left? We've got Praxius, uh, and then we've got, we've got five more. This is episode six. No, yeah, this is six, episode five. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, so we've got Praxius. Praxius. And then at some point we've got the Cyberman episode. Yeah, we've got... And then three more. We know nothing about these episodes, don't no. we? Yes, yeah, it's, it's exciting, isn't That's it? That's genuinely terrifying. Yeah. I love that. Um, from from the outset, because it, it Praxius starts at the beginning, at the end of um of the last episode, the end of Fugitive mm. Zoom, I think they'll play into it a bit. I think it will be very much like Orphan 55 was... And uh, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, which I loved, um, where they kind of go, the Doctor is in a bit of a mood and they'll be asking maybe some little questions and then they'll be sidetracked by something that is big and happening and then maybe they'll come back to it a little bit. I think that's yeah. m- that might be what's happening. I think they put the sort of the cliffhanger ending in this one yeah. to kind of be like, oh, there's no time to digest what's just yes. happened Here's because something crazy is going to happen. <laughs> also, shout week. out to all the, all the English lecturers who saw the TARDIS go blue and started crying because they were like, oh my God, she's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, shout out to Digital Spy for the preview of Praxius where they list a character as being Yaz who has like some sort of re- weird scaly thing all over her face. It's just another Asian woman. Ouch. I'll leave that in the air. Like you, you turn the because f- it's like in the next time trailer she's lying upside down, so like her face is upside down. And you can't see oh. like if you if you turned it round, it's d- it and would, it's it definitely would, not mandible. I turned it round. And I was like, that is one hundred percent. Her nose shape is it's completely just different. Random woman. She looks older. Oh, that is not mandible in any way, shape, or form. So if it yeah, is, digital spy. If it is, then digital spy. I apologize, but from like I looked at that and I was like, that is in no way mandible. Speaking of race. <laughs> um, <laughs> What was it? This is this is maybe a weird question. What was, what it, was like it like for you <laughs> as a person of color seeing a person of color as Doctor Who? No, it's um. Do you feel what some people are saying, which is um, uh, and I just uh, totally interrupted you as you were about to start yeah. talking about race. Um, white explaining. <laughs> but do you are you kind no, of feeling white what woman people telling me what to do? <laughs> are you feeling what some other people are saying, which is that um. It's a shame that it's kind of a, a, a side doctor or not not a proper doctor that is the first oh, doctor. Of yeah, her. of course. I, I find it kind of you know I find it sad that you know this it's taken kind of so long for us to kind of get proper rep, 
for get us to get good re- race representation on Doctor Who. And we've talked about this before mm. with with the Rosa episode. Yeah. Go back to Series 11, uh, Episode 3, and you can listen to me and Molly having a little chat about Rosa. Um, but I'm glad they've just... I'm glad, I'm glad that this is a character that now is going to be talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks yeah, to true. come. Yeah, it's true. And I, I just... I, I she is the doctor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we'll have to see kind of like how this plays in, but we still consider the war doctor as the doctor. Yeah, it's true. And I, you know, depending on how how Ruth Doctor fits in, mm-hmm. she's still the doctor. Yeah. And to me, I can now feel a bit a bit light, a bit more of a spring in my step to kind of go, yeah, we've had a we've had a woman of color as the doctor. Mm. That makes me feel a bit happier. I would still like to see. Um, a proper doctor, a proper full-blown three or four series of. Yeah. I mean, maybe, someone. maybe we'll get that from Roof Doctor. Who knows what's going to be I mean, down the line? Who, who, who knows? knows? Tap the nose. Tap the who, who knows? Who knows? Thank you so much for talking to me. That's David. all right. I love I, lo- I love coming to your to your flat in Arsenal. <laughs> Thank you for Sorry, uh, doxing me on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, where can people find you? Molly's on? address is. <laughs> where can people find you on Twitter? Um, you can find me on Twitter at David underscore Chipper, two P's, one A. Or Why is it two P's? Because uh, in your actual surname, it's only one P. Um, I don't actually know. You'll have to ask my 12-year-old self that. You can find me on Twitter at Molly underscore Martian, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Galactiopod. You can email the podcast at uh, Galactiopod at gmail.com. What is your email inbox looking like? It's a barren scene. Email the podcast. Email the podcast with your thoughts. Thank you so much, David. And bye, everybody. Oh, do I say bye now? Yeah. Ta-ra! Oh, no, none of the guests ever infer that they're supposed to say bye. It feels professional when you say bye. Bye. Bye.